<laughs> hey now, it's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of JSC Radio, which you can now hear on Stitcher Radio. That's right, Stitcher is radio on demand. Now you can download the free app today and it's available on iOS, Android, as well as Nook and Kindle Fire. You can take JSC Radio anywhere. The app is free. You can listen anytime, anywhere. Now, if you're wondering what Stitcher is, Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all of your favorite shows, plus discover 40,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows, such as JSC Radio. You can create custom playlists. You can rate and review this show and others on Stitcher. Please drop a friendly review on the show. Not only is Stitcher available on all smartphones and tablets, it's also in over 4 million car dashboards. It's on demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory on any of your devices. You can stream your favorite podcasts, like JSC Radio, for free on Stitcher. You don't have the Stitcher app? Simple. Go to Stitcher.com today or check out the App Store on whichever device you use. Stitcher Radio. Be sure to check it out. This is JSC Radio. Found it to Curry. Don't foul him as Curry fires a three. He missed it. Loose ball tip. Grabbed by Spades. Spades fires. And this one is over. Believe it, Cleveland. Savor it. Soak it in. The kid from Akron has come home. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. And the impossible dream has come true. The drought is over. The curse destroyed. 52 years of torment and anguish has been washed away. The greatest comeback in NBA Finals history is complete. Five decades of championship futility has been erased. Make no mistake about it. June 19th, 2016 is a day that will go down as one of the greatest days in the history of Cleveland sports. And oh, hey, one other thing, Cleveland. Let the party begin. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hey now, how's it going? My name is J. Scott Smith, and you're listening to episode 12 of JSC Radio. How the hell's everybody doing? I'm sure if you're in Cleveland or Akron, Ohio, the hangover hasn't even started to subside yet after your first championship in 52 years. Your first championship since the Civil Rights Act was signed. Your first championship since segregation. Your first championship since color TV became available in most houses. Your first championship since cable TV was invented. Your first championship since smartphones. Your first championship... Think of all the things that have happened in society since the city of Cleveland, the city of losers, the mistake by the lake, Northeast Ohio's favorite cesspool actually won a championship and if I sound a little salty it's because I am as you know I'm from Detroit so it's always going to be F Cleveland but you know what as I start episode 12 here again we just jump right into it by the way be sure to follow me on Twitter at J Scott Smith on Instagram at J Scott Smith on Snapchat even at you guessed it J Scott Smith You know what the deal is. Get at me. You can get the show right here on iTunes. If you've already subscribed to it, 
It's already in your phone waiting on you. Ain't got to do nothing else. It's also on Stitcher Radio. Go check that out. When it goes up on the site, it'll go up on Stitcher within about, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. Be sure to go check it out on Stitcher. That's for those of you with Androids or if you just want to listen on your computer. I'm also on SoundCloud. Guess what? J. Scott Smith. You know the routine. So, yes, it's been F Cleveland all my life. The city of Cleveland itself can go to hell. But I will call a spade a spade. I will give the respect that is due. There is no way you could have convinced me the Cleveland Cavaliers, after they had just gotten what appeared to be their soul snatched at the end of Game 4 of the NBA Finals. Yes, we're playing catch-up this episode. There's no way you could have told me that that team would win three consecutive games against the Golden State Warriors, who won 73 regular season games, who appeared to have survived their lone test of the playoffs, going down 3-1 to the Oklahoma City Thunder, fighting all the way back, winning the final three games, two of them in Oakland, to win the Western Conference title and advance to their second consecutive NBA Finals. You couldn't have told me that that Cleveland team, which had looked like dog poop for three of the first four games, was suddenly going to rip off three in a row, including a pair in Oakland. Now... Yes, Game 5 was mitigated because my fellow Spartan, Draymond Green, decided he wanted to take one more wanton swipe at LeBron James's jewels, and LeBron went tattletale to the NBA and they suspended him. So I'm willing to hang Game 5 as one of those you charge to the game. But for the Warriors to not even bother to show up for the first quarter of Game 6, to essentially spot a team a 31-9 lead in the game that they need the most, their last home game either way, the game I figured the Warriors would win and close the damn show out, to go down 31-9, 31-11 officially after one quarter, that that's shameful. That's shameful. And then naturally, of course, Game 7 of the NBA Finals was a barn burner, a dog fight. No Michael Vick. To the very damn finish, where Kyrie Irving, who you could argue, if not for the otherworldly performance of LeBron James, Kyrie Irving was really the MVP of that series. He hit big shot after big shot. It was his 41 that kept Cleveland from going home in game five. All right? And he hits the biggest shot of his life, 53 seconds left. With Steph Curry running out on him, he hits the biggest shot of his life after neither team could score, it seems. They both got stuck on 89 for like three and a half minutes. Irving hits the triple. LeBron hits one free throw. And as you heard at the top of the show, that was it. The Cleveland Cavaliers. The city of Cleveland. Cleveland, which had gone through the shot and the fumble and the drive and Jose Mesa and the Browns leaving town. And dude, the getting swept in the NBA Finals in 2007, getting punched out in the NBA Finals last year on your home floor. The Cleveland Cavaliers of, I mean, I guess if you were to pick a franchise that could have won a championship in that city, it would have had to have been the Cavaliers by default. They're the only one that legitimately has a pulse. Don't get me started on the Cleveland Indians. But still, it was surreal. The whole thing was surreal. It was surreal to them because I don't even think they expected to fully come back and win that series until they got it to a seventh game. But to see them win it, yeah, I admit, LeBron, who I'd already gained a rather large modicum of respect for, 
when he went to Miami and won those two titles. Yes, he was a heel. Yes, he was a bastard when he, the way he did Cleveland. But, and as the column I wrote for the griot.com, be sure to check that out. As the column I wrote for Griot said, all is forgiven in Cleveland now. LeBron, his name is worth gold there. Period. He is the Kang of Northeast Ohio. He is the savior of that godforsaken city that is Cleveland, Ohio. He did what nobody's been able to do, at least nobody since Jim Brown, and that's been able to win a title there. It set off a raucous celebration, dudes crying on the floor, the crying Jordan face has now been joined by the crying LeBron, Kevin Love, who was dropping dimes, dropping dimes, but wasn't doing a damn thing for the first six and a half games of the series is hugging on him. He's walking around with an Austin 316 t-shirt and a smoking skull belt, double fist and beers. You got Richard Jefferson, who I forgot was in the NBA, smoking a victory cigar. You got damn J.R. Smith, who I think went three days without wearing a damn shirt. Was It's like everything broke right for them. So you know what? I'll show respect where it's due to LeBron James. He's a bad boy. He's a bad some bitch. I ain't gonna sit here and say he's not. To do what he did in that series, to basically when nobody else on that team not named Kyrie Irving was basically a no-show, and even Irving was a no-show for a couple of games, which is probably the reason why he was an MVP. It, that it was it was otherworldly. He had to completely he had to completely hulk out. He had to go super Cena. He had to become Superman or Iron Man or the Incredible Hulk or Captain America or whatever superhero you want to toss in there. I loved comparing Steph Curry to Goku, but LeBron was sell, and he reached his final form in games 5, 6, and 7 of the NBA Finals. Like I said, I wrote a column for thegrio.com. Be sure to check that out on thegrio.com. It's entitled, All is Forgiven for LeBron James in Cleveland because after that, disastrous, disastrous decision six years ago. You couldn't have told me, I don't think you could have told him that he would win an NBA championship in Cleveland by knocking off the team that was coming off the best regular season in NBA history and was within an eyelash of completing the full-on trick. Sorry, old fogies. Sorry, purists. If they won that game, they would have eclipsed everyone. But they didn't. They fell flat on their face at the worst possible time and gave it away. And now I have to deal with these morons in Cleveland having actually won a championship. Go ahead and jump on places like Deadspin or go on YouTube and see some of the really lovely things that the people in the city of Cleveland were doing during that championship parade, including one man deciding he wanted to snack on some poop. And yes, I have said before, pretty much eating a handful of crap is essentially what living in Cleveland is like anyway, but that guy actually did it. Big ups to the Cavaliers. Big ups to LeBron James. F you, Cleveland. You still suck. My name's Jay Scott Smith, and we're going to do a little double-parter, a little two-part episode today because we're playing catch-up. Coming up next, what the hell is wrong with the people in the UK? Like... Seriously, what the hell were you thinking? This is JSC Radio. We'll be back after this. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Hey now, it's J. Scott Smith here, the host of JSC Radio. 
And I want to personally take a second to thank you for taking out your time to listen to this show. But one other thing I would love for you to do while you're here is to take a little extra time and click on that Amazon link below the player. See, when you click on that Amazon link below the player, anything you purchase, and you don't have to purchase anything right now, but just bookmark it, save it to your favorites. And the next time you go on Amazon to purchase whatever it is, whether it's, I don't know, computer equipment or music, or you could be trying to buy a watch or buy a suitcase or buy a new microphone in case you want to start podcasting. Whenever you want to do that, click on the Amazon link, go buy whatever you want, and whenever you purchase something on Amazon, a little bit of it gets chipped off to help JSC Radio keep rocking, keep rolling, and keep growing. So again, click on that little Amazon link right beneath the player. You'll see it. It's highlighted right beneath the player. Save it to your bookmarks. You ain't got to buy nothing right now, but the next time you want to jump on Amazon put your Amazon Prime to use. And also, it will definitely work if you want to download music and download Amazon Video too. A little bit of money gets shipped off to JSC Radio to help keep us moving. Really appreciate it. So show some love, get on Amazon, and click the link. This is JSC Radio. Can I ask about money? The £350 million a week we send to the EU, which we will no longer send to the EU, can you guarantee that's going to go to the NHS? No, I can't, and I, and I would never have made that claim. That was one of the mistakes I didn't think that the Leave campaign made. What Hang I, on a moment, that was one of your adverts. Well, it wasn't one of my adverts, I can assure well, you. Well, that was one of the Leave campaign's was, adverts, it was, but it that was, money was going to go to the NHS. And I think they made a mistake. That's why people, many people have voted. They, they, they made a mistake in doing that, but what I can tell you is we have a nice telebed. after 17 million people have voted for leave, yep. based, I don't know how many people voted on the basis of that advert, but that was a huge part of the propaganda. You're now saying that's a mistake? We have a £10 billion a year, a £34 million a day featherbed that is going to be free money that we can spend on the NHS, on schools, or whatever it is. <laughs> this is JSC Radio. Welcome back. This is episode 12. And... Yeah, what you just heard there was the sound of bullshit getting exposed and a reporter incredulously kind of stumbling upon just a treasure trove of it. Welcome back. We're talking about Brexit. Maybe the single biggest story on the planet that just kind of fell in everybody's lap late last week. Now, this was something that You'd heard about it if you were in the States, but clearly this wasn't something we paid a boatload of attention to because, you know, we kind of got our own problems over here in the U.S. with this rather absurd presidential election going on. But the thing is, the two seem to share a bizarre theme. Each side, whether it's Brexit or whether it's the 2016 presidential election, has an element to it, a, dare I say, right-wing element to it, that is very nationalistic, very jingoistic, let's just keep it real, rather racist, and uses fear and scare tactics and ignorance and flat-out lies to try to forward their message across to get people to change. Now, for those of you who don't understand, the United Kingdom, a.k.a. Great Britain, was up for a vote, a referendum, if you will, if you will, that they were going to leave the European Union, which is 28 European countries. They're all interdependent of each other. They have different trade deals. They all rely on the euro as well as their own native currency. And one of the bigger things is anybody who lives in any of the 28 EU countries 
can travel back and forth between the other without a passport. It's kind of like living in the United States of sorts. You can go from Pennsylvania to New Jersey and back without the need of a passport. You can go from Michigan into Indiana or Michigan into Ohio or if you're in the UP, Michigan into Wisconsin without the need of taking a passport with you. It's kind of like how it used to be before 9-11 if you lived in the city of Detroit and you wanted to go over to Windsor, Ontario. You really didn't need a passport. You were able to travel back and forth if you were born in, say, Spain and you wanted to, I don't know, you wanted to move to Germany. You could go to Germany and you just have to go through the normal process of integrating yourself into society, but you don't need to go through all the hassles and headaches and horseshit in order to do it. And the same thing applied in Great Britain, where a lot of people wanted to go. Great Britain really had never had much of a gigantic influx of immigrants. You know, Great Britain's kind of had a habit of just showing up in your country rather than you showing up in theirs. But just like a certain presidential candidate here in the United States, the Leave the EU campaign was led by a bunch of guys, mostly right-wingers, who wanted to make Britain great again. Ugh. That's even more nauseating than the Cavaliers winning the NBA Finals. Look, this country got talked into this referendum by their now former Prime Minister David Cameron. So he was the fool ass who put this whole thing in motion because he figured, as a lot of people did around the world, including there's this idea in the United States that the British are very intelligent people. I mean, anybody who talks the way they do they sure as hell sound intelligent. Some of the world's greatest scholars, for damn sure, are British. We understand how intelligent these people are. We figured that this wouldn't be a big deal. It had been pretty much laid out there that if for some odd reason you guys decide you want to leave the EU, guess what? It could rage hell on your economy and the world's economy. For Christ's sake, Great Britain was, at the time, the fifth largest economy on the planet. So for you to suddenly jump out of the EU, it probably would not be a good thing. So they hold this referendum vote last Thursday. Well, actually, it was last Thursday into Friday here in the States. And, well, 17.2 million people voted to leave. 16.5 voted to stay. Let me say this again. They got 17 million people to vote leave. Some of the things they wanted to leave were they felt the EU was taking money from the country. They are stealing our jobs. That's what they said about the immigrants who moved there. Most of the immigrants who are moving there, unlike, say, the immigrants who come to the United States, where you get a lot of people from the African nations and from the, and from the Middle East, and you get a lot of Eastern Europeans who come to the United States. Over in England, you get a lot of Indian immigrants, you get a lot of Arab immigrants from the Middle East, you're getting a lot of refugees over there, and you get a lot of Polish people. A lot of Polish have moved to Great Britain, and they've been made to feel pretty much unwanted there, because again, this whole notion of they're taking our jibs, except you got to say that with a cockney British accent, and I just can't do a British accent. The Leave campaign initially tried to say that economically it would be a boon for the UK to leave the EU. But once people started to figure out that that was total horseshit, they had to figure out another way to go. So, of course, they decided to break open that glass and hit that racial easy button and scare the hell out of people. Plus, they laid out a rather interesting lie about 
what broke down to the EU basically getting paid $350 million a month or a week. I forgot which one it is, and I apologize for not knowing that off the top of my head, but it's 350 million pounds, not dollars, by the way. Of course, American. 350 million pounds per month are going to the EU. At least that's what the numbers broke down. Those numbers turned out to be, again, horseshit. And that was supposedly that money was going to be turned around and given to the NHS, the National Health Service over in the UK, because in the UK, they actually do have nationalized health care. We kind of have it in the States, but that's another conversation altogether. So that was one of the selling points. They were selling it so hard, they put it on the side of a gigantic double-decker bus and were driving it around friggin' London telling people this. And, and a lot of these people didn't understand what the hell they were voting for. Trust me, it's hard for us in the States to understand what the hell they were voting for, but that wasn't a referendum that was up in the United States. It was a referendum that was up in the UK, and some of these people didn't know what the hell they were voting for. 17 million people voted leave the following morning after the British pound damn near cratered, after British stocks and stock markets all over the world started getting hit a, like a damn 8.0 earthquake went shaking through financial markets, these British people woke up like they had just had a really rough all-night bender and they woke up next to somebody, they have no idea who they are, and they're like, what the hell were we thinking? Can we get a redo? You don't believe me. I'll say it again. These are people who actually voted to leave the EU the day after they decided to leave. I'm a bit shocked, to be honest. Um, what about? I, I'm shocked about both. I'm shocked that we actually have voted to leave. I didn't think that was going to happen. My vote, I didn't think it was going to matter too much because I thought we were just going to remain. Um, and the David Cameron resignation uh, is has blown me away, to be honest. I think it's been the, the period of uncertainty that we're going to have for the next couple of months. I think that's just been magnified now. Um, so, yeah, quite worried. You heard him. This, this, this cat actually said, I figured my vote wouldn't count. You've got to be kidding me! You must understand here the level of A, stupidity, B, ignorance, and C, privilege that you have, that you feel the need to essentially just frivolously vote to leave the EU even though you think the vote won't count. If you don't think the vote's going to count and you don't quite understand what the hell you're voting for, you'd have been better off voting to stay and figure out what the hell you're doing. But he's not the only one. There was also this young lady. She was, she was either Indian or Pakistani. She voted to leave the EU despite the whole campaign being led by these people trying to leave the EU openly and outwardly want people like her parents and her family members out of the country. This is what she actually said to the Guardian newspaper. I would go back to the polling station and vote to stay, um, simply because this morning the reality is actually hitting in and the regrets are filling in of actually that we have actually left EU. Um, very disappointed. Um, the whole family this morning, even though the majority of us voted to leave, we are actually regretting it today. I said to my sisters before they flew out, I, you know, I wish we had the opportunity to vote again. Um, simply because I would do so many things differently for the vote. Yeah, it was me, my two sisters and my parents. We would, yeah, we would, we would vote differently because obviously the facts are coming in now and we're more, our eyes actually woken 
if, if in other sense, is actually being open of actually seeing what's happening. I mean, what, what the hell is that? I don't know what to say. What's wrong with you people? Like, seriously? I mean, and we, yes, we're running into this kind of a problem somewhat here in the United States. The only difference is, instead of a bunch of people who just seemingly went into a voting booth not knowing what the hell they're voting for and just saying, well, I don't know, leave the EU, then only to realize that, holy shit, I probably didn't want to leave. Can we get a redo? No! That's, that's, not, how it, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Britain, what the hell? Y'all are supposed to be the smart ones. You're supposed to be the ones who turn up your noses at us idiot Americans. You're the ones who are supposed to hold your pinky fingers up and God save the Queen and tea and crumpets and Lennox Lewis and the British Bulldog and, and you're supposed to be the more well-mattered and the, and the much more measured individuals. And the only thing worse than this is that this vote to leave the EU has suddenly given the one thing that you cannot give a group of xenophobic, racist pigs. You gave them validation. If you go on to Twitter and you just look, just look at some of the things that people have been saying in England, that vote basically empowered hundreds of thousands of racists. There are videos all over the internet, all over news sites of People who even look like immigrants, despite the fact that they were born in that country. People who look like immigrants being harassed and spat on and having things thrown at them and being told to leave and go home. We voted leave, so you have to get out. Crap like that is happening right now because of that vote. And for those of us here in the United States, if that doesn't sound a hell of a lot like a certain presidential campaign from a certain buffoonish billionaire the line of thinking that he uses, the type of language that he uses, the way that they're telling people of a certain ethnicity and a certain religion that you're not welcome here, that you should be banned from this country, that you should be subject, that you're the reason that jobs have disappeared in this country, that you're a threat to this society. If that doesn't sound familiar, please understand, I'm going to say what a lot of other people have said. Don't be like them come November. Don't do it. Get up off your ass and vote. I saw a video earlier today of a gentleman who, again, in the eyes of these idiots, was an immigrant. Mind you, he wasn't. But even if he was, why would you treat somebody this way? They're screaming at him. Get off the bus or get off the tram. Get off the tram. Get out of our country. You're not even British. He even said, I served in this country's army for seven years. But it has empowered the ignorant. It has empowered the stupid. It has empowered the racist. You cannot have that. England, you got to get your shit right. You got to figure out what the hell to do because now you said you don't want to be in the EU and the EU can't wait to kick you the hell out. Despite the fact that it seems a couple million people, which is the difference between leave and stay, are having buyer's remorse because these dummies went into the voting booth either drunk off Guinness or just saying, hey, my vote doesn't matter anyway. I'll just vote to leave. What's the worst that could happen? You see now? And to those of us in this country who are still throwing hissy fits because our candidate didn't win, you want to sit there and hold your breath and stomp your feet and demand protest votes and everything else? Get over that. You screw around and you 
vote because you're upset. You want to make some protest voter. Oh, my vote doesn't count, so I'll just vote for whoever. I'll write in somebody. That's how things like Brexit happen. Be smart. Be smart. Be smart. Seriously, Britain. Love you. I've always wanted to visit the UK. I got a couple of good friends who are from the UK. But I ain't so sure about that now. Not if it's like that. Not if any brown person or black person or Polish person is basically being spat on and being threatened with violence and being told to get out. I mean, what the hell is this? And remember, United States, we can't snicker and laugh too hard because this could be us in November if we don't get it together. My name is J. Scott Smith. Take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pet spayed or neutered. Register to vote. And we are out of here. That's episode 12. Coming up next week in episode 13, the show has its first ever guest. That's right, Danny. This is JSC Radio. I'll see you next week. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. This is JSC Radio.